podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback Four for this Sunday night. It's still fucking international break. It feels like it's going on about a month now and I just want the football back. I was quite happy last week to get a break from it, but now it's like, oh, come on, this is enough. But Ireland have won away 3-0 in Luxembourg for anyone that's interested. Um, a grand win and Stephen Kenny's motor now a um, new contract on the way, I'd say, and everything. Um, on tonight's show, I have got, as you can see, I have Kev, I have Shawnee and I have Keith. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at the EPL uh, Premier League 11 so far this season. We're going to give you a Siena update um, because there's an important update. We're going to tell you about the Man on Football show, the proper launch coming tomorrow night on its own channel as opposed to being on here and the week ahead on the LFC Day Trippers as well. If you're in here and you're watching, please hit the like button. Please subscribe. Do all that. Uh, leave comments. All, you know, the usual. Um, do all that. Please. Um, we're going to get into it. Um, this could... We could have some arguments here tonight, I'm going to be honest with you, um, but we'll yeah. see how it goes. Shawnee has set his team in stone, and would you argue with that man? I don't think I would, but uh, we'll have a go at it anyway at some stage. Shawnee, how are you? Good, yeah. I have to say, I'm I'm pleasantly, like, it's a nice surprise. I genuinely enjoyed watching Ireland play football there. Yeah. So, it's, and it, it's, it's refreshing. I know I'm not going to go too much into international football but I was lucky enough to be at the game the other night um, well I don't know what you class it as lucky but yeah really starting to see like the benefits of having a, a coach that has his own way and I know Kenny has come on that he's had fuck our luck uh, since he's come in as Ireland boss like some of the results he's had snatched away from him he's had he's snatched bleeding defeat out of jaws of victory so many times you know what I mean so Tonight was nice. They played nice football the last two goals as well, especially. So, nice positive thing. And I hope to give him a contract because, to be honest with you, I'd, I was having a chat with me, but I already said, what makes perfect sense is that he's cheaper than anyone, but for me, he's actually better than anyone else that we can get. Well, like, the way I look at it is just not, like you said, not going too deep into it, but the squad of players he has and what he's trying to do with them makes makes sense. They're young, they're inexperienced. All right, they're playing professional football, but they're inexperienced at this level, and it's probably the best time to get them to try and mold them into something, rather than you know somebody like a fucking Allardyce coming in and going, "This is the way I play football, and it's horrendous to watch." And you're going to do it. Doesn't do doesn't do anyone yeah. any benefit either. Me or you watching it, or the people playing it. So I've watched horrendous football Ireland in the last ten years. Horrendous <laughs> stuff, you know, from Trapattoni and O'Neill, awful. And I'd much rather see a younger side out there trying to play football and getting beaten, fair enough. But you've seen over the last couple of games, last four or five games, how they're starting to progress. And uh, What's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. You know, the sort of way. And, and when, it goes, when it goes, don't get me wrong, the next qualifica- qualification campaign, which will be for the Euros, there will be pressure on them. But I would be nearly looking and saying, you need to improve in the next one. And in the one after that, the next World Cup is probably where we need to start looking to qualify. So I don't see I don't see the issue with what he's trying to do. And 
name me a better fella that can go in there and do it. I'm not saying he's the best manager in the world, but the way he's looking to try to do something with the players he has, I think is great because otherwise we just go back to, you know, the normal stuff where we just get a manager in on the name and we just start yeah. hoofing balls as far as we can. Like the rugby yeah. at the fucking Aviva um, yesterday, you know, the sort of way. So it's one of those, but um, look, well, what can you say? I think he's doing a good job with what he has and long may it continue and give him some space in the next one. I'd even nearly give him not a free shot in the next one, but look to improve and then go again. You know, because it, it's definitely a long-term project with the with the 100%. age profile you have. Well, it should be. It should be. Yeah, no, it absolutely should be. Anything on a Keith? Or are you still busy? What are you ordering? You're ordering jerseys, is that right? I've ordered, yeah. yeah. Order complete. Yeah, done and dusted. Um, Order complete. Nice. Brilliant. Swift, you know what I mean? I'm set up on the app. I'm a regular shopper. Uh, just get in a couple of Argentinian gems from the olden days. I got the River Plate 1985 jersey with the number 10 on it as worn by Enzo Francescoli and 81 Boca Juniors Maradona number 10 job on Adidas two whoppers I love that with the Adidas originals logo you know what I mean and with the with the proper logo on it I'm a blading sucker for that sort of stuff so yeah and is it true is it true you wait for your missus to go to bed before ordering them yeah, that's why I'm whispering. I don't want to get nervous. So we'll keep it low. We'll okay. keep it low. She doesn't watch it anyway, so we're all right. We're golden. Can I just say as well, uh, I agree with what, what you have said about Ireland. Um, it's, you know, there's no better man out there, as Shani touched on, who's going to take over this job. It's the worst panel of players. No disrespect to him. We just haven't been producing players in that I can remember. And, you know, Stephen Kenny is the is the main man for that job. Like, you have to give him time. I think Liam Brady is looking foolish at the moment. We're constantly digging him and digging him when the form and the, the, the performances are starting to turn. So, yeah, give the fella time. But that's not what my gripe is. My gripe is, Gav, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the intro to the Fatback 4, but I think we've sort of set the bar higher with our uh, man on football intro. And mm. I think we may need to go back to the drawing board for all other intros. Okay, thanks a million, Keith. I've nothing else to yeah. be fucking doing myself. I'm just We're saying. Around I'm just saying. Now 14 yeah. in, in massive think, pressure now. Yeah. Massive pressure. Well, you said standard. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be the men that look after the the, the music and okay. the and the graphics. I'll, I'll make, they, they probably have nothing to do. So um, there you go. They're probably sitting at home ordering retro uh, jerseys, a bit like you, and probably looking for something to yeah. do. So who knows? Okay. We'll see. I'll see how we can do. Um, Red Steve reminds people that tomorrow uh, the man of the <coughs> will be on when Gav messes it up again. Um, I'm not messing it up again. I have it sorted. All right, um, and I'm actually finishing this show to walk on it again for tomorrow. But it will be on its own channel. But we'll update which that. Uh, and on. it's going to be a belter. It's going like, to be um, a belter. Literally, we're giddy all day talking about stuff. Based um, on the conversations that we had in WhatsApp, I, I yeah. really think people will enjoy this one. To be honest with you, yeah. The reclaimer asked what score was Ireland. They won three 0 away in Luxembourg. Um, the reclaimer, Kev. Um, just before mm. we get into these teams, a good weekend for Irish sport um, with regards to the rugby and the football. Did you watch? Uh, both? Yes. I did, yeah. I watched it. Yesterday was massive. I mean, it's not often you can play New Zealand and say that the scoreline flattered New Zealand. And it did. Mm. You know, we weren't clinical in the first half. Um, we weren't ruthless when we, I mean, we pushed them back into their 22 at will. And it was the second half. The first try went over in the second half. And then they just put their foot down and went, went at them. And New Zealand were playing how we used to play. You know, trying to play on the break, force mistakes. Um, but we were brilliant. The, pro- the well, all we need to do now is take that into the Six Nations and do it in a meaningful 
in a meaningful game. It's all well and good doing it in the autumn internationals, but this is the kind of thing that bites us in the arse in two years' time when we start talking about, uh, do you remember back when? And we're going into a quarterfinal of the World Cup against Argentina and we look foolish again. Yeah. You know, and know. tonight was, I mean, I'm starting to feel sorry for Kelleher. The poor kid can't catch a break. <laughs> you know, between Bazunu playing out of his skin for Ireland and Alisson at club level, the poor kid is just must be banging his head against a brick wall. Yeah, he do. He's up against two um, brilliant goalkeepers. Great goal for a Corkman tonight, no Benny. Uh, absolutely delighted for that kid. You know, he's he's gone from Cork to Limerick to Brentford to Exeter to he's at Rotherham now. And his contract is up at the end of this season, so he's putting himself out in the shop window by the performances he's putting in for Ireland. So someone will take a gamble on that kid. But but you, you know, see, absolutely yeah, delighted for him. Can I just um can I just say something on that? And it comes back mm. to Stephen Kenny. That kid is raw, has loads of talent, but he's so raw in what he does, right? Yeah, he yeah, makes yeah. he makes bad decisions at times. He's positioned, he's not great at times, but you can see what he has. Now, I'm telling you now, if you put, you know, a, you know, a tried and tested manager, as you like to, to say, at international level, I don't think he gets near it. No, I don't think he gets it. near it, and I don't think he, he progresses the way he wants to progress. And that's where you have to be looking at Stephen Kenny and what he's trying to do. I don't yeah. think he's not the best manager in the world, not by no stretch, but what he's trying to do with those players, I think, is absolutely excellent. Um, and more Mohammed, importantly, the players have all bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. They're, the whole squad is in is in on it now. You know, And probably one of the best things to happen to this squad was the foray around Callum Robinson. Yeah. And it brought the squad... I think it brought the squad together yeah. around him, and he's been on fire. He's been absolutely brilliant. He has been. You know, I mean, hopefully going into next summer, next summer now that we can try to start seeing kids breaking through into Premier League sides, top in championship sides, and you know, start to stake claims that you'll get a bit more experience because the majority of the squad are under 23, 24. You know, so well, that's the thing. The age profile tells you that if they if if you lead them to progress in two, three, four years, you're looking at yeah. Not a, I'm not saying a serious football team, but one that knows each other inside out, and that's half the, the half the game at the time. You know, literally knowing each other, knowing where to be, knowing where each other are, knowing each other's strengths, weaknesses, and being able to adapt. Um, Mohammed Yogi, who's the man that looks after our graphics, says, "Gav, let's do it, me as per Keith. Um, we actually agree. Um, that's reference to him and Keith never agreeing on anything, which is great." <laughs> And he said, and then he can send that new Maradona Adidas uh, top his way. So um, I think Mohammed's looking for some sort of payment here, Keith, from you. Look what you us. started, Gav. Look what you started. <laughs> well, you started it by buying the jerseys. And um, but Mohammed, look. To be fair to the fella, and as when on, in the man on football show, you see the link for his email in the description. He's brilliant at what he does, and whatever he asks him to do, he comes up and, and helps us out. So I'll, I'll have a chat with him during the week. We might have to take a one at a time because I can't <laughs> I can't land ten fucking intros on him. And um, I'm sure Paul that looks after the the uh, intro music will will help us out. Roy uh, David Lennon asks, "Is it on Periscope?" No, it's not fucking on Periscope. Go away, you <laughs> give it over, Dave. Um, it's on VHS. It's on, yeah, you said it's on VHS. <laughs> floppy disk. I'll give you a copy on floppy disk if you want. But um, lads, tonight we're going to talk about the uh, Premier League eleven so far this season. Because and this came up because we're always talking about what you think of him. What you think of him? He's been all right, you know. And some lads we think are playing playing great, and others we say, "Are you sure?" And we kind of get into not arguments, but we get into debates over. So we said, "Do you know what? Let's do it tonight while the international break is on." So. 
Um, the way we're going to do it is obviously goalkeeper, right back, left back, two centre backs, three midfielders, whatever way you want to do it, and then three forwards, left, right, and centre. So um, we're going to have a chat over each position. We're going to put names forward, and then we'll come to some sort of consensus with regards to it. I was only messing earlier, Sean. Sean, let us pick one or two players that might be in his team. So we, we'll start with goalkeeper. Um, I think it's a very interesting one. Um, Sean, I'll come to you first. Goalkeeper of the season so far for you. This was between three, and then I narrowed it down to basically the importance to that team. And I was looking at Ramsdale at Arsenal, who hasn't. The reason why I, I didn't go with him is that it, it's still relatively. Look, he has he didn't start the season. I think he was out of the first three or four games. Mm-hmm. And then there was David Raya at Brentford, who has been really, really impressive um, for me mm-hmm. in the game, especially that we played against us. Now he's on the back of a, a long injury now. But then for me, then. It, the number one for me, it's going to be uh, Edward Mendy at Chelsea. Um, he's reminding me of an Allison for them this year. Just big saves and big moments when the attack's not at it and the defence is not at it. He will make big saves in big moments. For example, the one away to Brentford in the 90th minute, is it's outrageous. So for me, I think... It's going to be him, definitely. Since Tuchel's come in, I think he's really, really come into his own and Chelsea look like they have a genuine top-class goalkeeper. Yeah, and you know what? There's loads in the, there's loads in the chat there. Kevin Ball says he found a bargain in Mendy. Um, you've seen a couple of other comments coming up there. Uh, you know, M- Mendy seems to be the one and, and I think it's hard to argue against him. Keith, yeah. um I think the Brighton goalkeeper's been excellent. Yeah. I think he's been um, really good. And I have to say, and I'll, I'll hold my hands up, because uh, I didn't think this fella would be any good, but I, thought, I think Ramsdale's been excellent for Arsenal. And he's actually, I think he comes in after they lose their first three, and he's been yeah. there ever since. And he's been he's been excellent because I just, I you know me, I scoffed at the 26, rising to 30 million quid you spend on him, but he looks, he looks really, really, really good. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I agree. Mendy is the, the best goalkeeper so far this season for me as well. Uh, but before I go on to him, you're right about Ramsdale because I laughed at that as well. I Looking at him, he never looked like a keeper that had much about him for me. And, you know, when Arsenal signed him, it wasn't that they signed a the keeper from a relegated team. like That doesn't really matter. It's that when I'd seen him, he looked very error-prone and he looked very nervous and he didn't look like he had much confidence about him or much presence. He's doing really well there. I would like to see how he reacts to uh, an inevitable cock-up. Do you know what I mean? And see what way he goes. Because we've seen really good keepers when they've made a mistake sort of going to show you. And we've seen good keepers like Allison, like um, the Ederson, you know, making a balls or something. Like Ederson does it nearly every game. Uh, gets away with them an awful lot, you know what I mean? Because he just brushes her off. And Alisson is pretty much the same. So it'll be interesting to see what Ramsdale has about him if a mistake ever does happen. But can't argue, he's been brilliant. Well, honourable mention, as you say, uh, Robert Sanchez has been good. Alex McCarthy's been excellent for Southampton as well. I was looking at the clean sheet list and uh, 
he's on five the same as Allison. So Mendy and Ederson both have six clean sheets. Then Ramsdale, Allison, McCarthy on five, Robert Sanchez on four, Gaeta at uh, Palace and Hugo Lloris on four clean sheets as well. Uh, David Raya on three with Martinez of Villa on three and Fabianski. Like, there's, there's good goalkeepers, but there hasn't been. Last season, I think Emmy Martinez stood out as far and away the best keeper in the league. This year, I think on the whole team, I'm struggling to, for standout players. Uh, I think a lot of players in that I'm going to select, it's maybe more systems than individuals that are, are getting the rewards on it. But in goal, Mendy, um, something, he, he's conceded very few goals this season, right? Uh, as has Ederson. But I don't know if it's a psychological thing. Teams don't really attack Man City as much. Chelsea are a good defence, but Mendy is having to walk. It's not like, you know, Alisson does nothing for 90 minutes and then has to pull out a save on the 90th. Ederson gets, uh, um, Mendy's getting walked. So he's doing really well this season and I didn't think he would. I, I thought he looked like, you know, uh, an error prone keeper as well coming in there. But I have to put my hands up and say I was, I was wrong on him and he's been the best keeper for me by far this season. Yeah, Kev. Yeah, you know, uh, Mendy. I think is is the all is is the overall uh, winner here. Um, Jono says he'd like to see Ramsdale against some better sides. He said he's not sold on anything to do with Arsenal. They've had an easy run. If they beat us, he'll be fuming. I'm with you on that. Um, with regards to Arsenal, but Kev, I think you're going to pick Mendy. But are we yeah. being a bit harsh on Alison Becker here because? I think he's been unbelievable for us this season. And I think that goal last week, you could argue, was it a free, not a free? And outside of that, he, he's poor. He's poor for the second goal against West Ham. I think maybe some recency bias there is probably throwing Allison out, out of the top spot. Or is Mendy clear for you? Mendy's clear for me. And, and just to echo what Keith and, and Shawnee said, Mendy has made 28 saves this season. Six clean sheets, four goals conceded in 10 starts. Hmm. Um Ederson, 12 saves, 10 games, 6 clean sheets, 6 goals conceded. And Ramsdale, 24 saves, 8 games, 5 clean sheets, 4 goals conceded. Hmm. You know, um, there's no, no coincidence that Arsenal's form turned around when Ramsdale came in. Uh, they got over their blip with the COVID stuff at the start of the season. And it's paying dividends for Arsenal, the fact that they don't have Europe. And the thing at the start of the season I thought would benefit them massively is they're a very young squad and they will have time to work on patterns, work on the training ground and bed things in. And you're seeing the benefits of it now with a back forward that doesn't really change much. Their players like Gabriel are starting to really bed in now and you're seeing the benefits of it. But for me, Mendy's head and shoulders above everyone else this season. A lot of it, I suppose, is because he's... You, because Chelsea play back five, they don't get attacked airily. You know, you're not going to get the ball out wide and whip crosses in because you've got three big centre backs in there, two big centre backs and a converted fullback in Aspilicueta. You know, they're clearing most things, so he doesn't get tested in that way. But they do. He has made big saves, and to make the 28 saves and keep that many clean sheets is very, very good. Yeah. Allison has been good. Without being outstanding, he's made some great saves in moments and games, and his distribution is absolutely fine. He does nothing wrong with what he's doing. You know, I mean, all the talk this week of, you know, as soon as an international break comes up, people lose the plot for about two weeks. You know, talking about drop Allison and bring Kelleher and all that nonsense. 
no. Allison is absolutely fine. He had one dodgy bad game. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, he's been absolutely fine. He's the most dependable keeper we've had in my living memory. So I'm not worried about Allison, but I think Mendy is going to be a huge miss for Chelsea when the Afcon comes around. Yeah, we'll we'll all be looking at the Afcon and who are missing and yeah, but <coughs> how are when you're missing when, you, only when you're missing everyone. a goalkeeper, yeah, but when you're missing a goalkeeper and the drop of his Aspilicueta, unless it's a penalty, Kepa. he's yeah, or Kepa, yeah, he's, he's it's you may as well put Aspilicueta in goal yeah. because unless it's a penalty, you know, it's a crapshoot with them, and if they're conceding that many shots against him, they're conceding goals. Okay, right. Uh, so we're we're putting um we're putting Mendy. Mendy goes in for Chelsea um as our goalkeeper, and we're going to go. I'm going to go left back first because I think right back does could be war when it comes to right back. So um, let's go to um back to Shawnee. Shawnee, start us off with the uh with the left back place. For me, another easy one. I think this is a show in because I actually think this fella is. Operating as the best left back in the world at the moment, um, Joe Cancelo mm-hmm. for City. He seemed to have adapted more of a. He seems to become one of their leaders, Gav, one of their go-to. Um, very much like Trent and outside, you can see there's a dependent on, dependency on him to create, and he's pushed up. And those games where he looked like he was playing centre mid, um, left wing. And he has everything. He has a bit of bite about him. Um, he's really good on the ball. Technically excellent. He's strong. That's Sheehouse Snydery. And look, this isn't some sort of leading rough diamond city he came across. Like they paid a lot of money for him, but he he's naturally right. Right, he's naturally a right back. But he seems to have found. Um, he look. He's actually gone in and solved City's left back problem. And it's not cost them a whole heap of money in the sense that they thought they were going to have to buy another 50 million defender when Mendy, well, look, we won't get into that, but when Mendy was no longer available and Zinchenko was likely to kill it in those big games, and I wouldn't be one who trust. I think Cancelo's gone in there and he's become sort of a, a general for Man City. And I think he's the standout left back in, in Europe at the moment for me. And that's only because I feel like Andy Robertson is desperately underperforming. Uh, other than that, but I don't think you could have many arguments against Joe Cancelo going in on in there at left back. I think he's absolutely quality. Oh, I'm not going to agree. I'm not going to disagree. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was going to say it. Fucking, we're having a discussion about this. <laughs> no, I I'm not going to disagree because I think it'd be ridiculous. Too. I think it's a good point. I think Andy Robertson, for me, just looks mentally Twitter. fatigued. Yeah, yeah, rather than anything else. And I think that's having a huge effect on him. He's, he's, he's Scotland captain. So he's going to play nearly fucking every game, every minute of every yeah. game, unless you can sort something out. And I think that's being that's where he struggled. Uh, Keith, any any arguments? No, um, the 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 toss up I had here was it wasn't really, it wasn't even a toss up. I agree with Sean. I think Cancelo was being fired away the best left back, but uh, Kilgarella at um, yeah. Brighton excellent. Yeah, I think yeah, I know he's more of a left wing back or whatever, but you know I think he's been excellent this season and. In a, in a year when, you know, Liverpool fans are debating 
about whether Robertson should be dropped. Do you know what I mean? Just not dropped as such, but we have an option in Simicast there that, you know, fans genuinely are saying, look, take Robbo out of the team because I think he's suffering from the, the amount of football he's having to play for us. Last season, you know, took its toll. He played an awful lot of games. He had to. And now internationals as well. You know, I, I've a huge baby bonnet with these international breaks, having three games in them now. Um, it's it's just adding the blade, the load on the players, and especially the likes of Robbo, who sort of will play predominantly all the minutes. Um, but now Cancelo, I agree with everything Sean said. In Europe at the moment, there's not many better than him. And or he, he got roasted by Mo in, in Anfield, you know what I mean? But again, every player you can highlight a mistake that they make. Yeah. Um, I think he's been excellent. I think uh, Sean, he touched on Mendy and he touched on Zinchenko. Zinchenko's a good squad option for them, but he's a midfield, the centre midfielder that's doing a, a mix-off for them at left wall. I know Cancelo's a right back, but he has everything about him. And Guardiola always likes to do that. He done it with Danilo as well. He had Danilo playing left back and he was a right back. He's he's had Philippe Lamb. I know Lamb done that before Guardiola got his hands on him. But he doesn't mind playing wrong-footed players on that side. And I think he's 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 comfortable doing that. And Cancelo was such an intelligent player. And Sean, he touched on the leader. You know, he's becoming a leader of that Man City team. And uh, yeah, I think he's been good. Kieran Thomas on a good show there. Show for Tariq Mitchell. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, Crystal Palace have been very good this season. They're, they haven't got the wins on the board, but I think their their overall play um, has been very good. So yeah, he, he's a good show for an outside dark horse. Okay, Kev, um, we're all agreed on, on Cancelo, yeah. but um, Owen Borks is there, Cresswell, Cucciarella, um, Chilwell, honourable mentions. Yeah, Cresswell is your dependable 7 out of 10 fullback who's absolute rock solid. You know, knows his game inside out, won't do anything he doesn't know how to do, and is very good at what he does do. He, he's your dependable guy. Cucciarella, I think, is going to prove to be... the Boy of the window. I think he's a left mid who can play left wing back. He can play left wing. Santa mid. Yeah, he has it all. This kid he's is going to be so a good. very. Is when he breaks into the Spanish side, Brighton are going to struggle to keep him. Um, he's a very very talented kid. I'm not having wing backs at full back. They're not. They're a different position. If we're lining up, this is a four three three. Then wing backs don't get in. Um, no problem with Canelo because what Pep Good likes boxer. to do, he likes. Yeah, he Pep puts his his left wing and right wing to stay on the touchline, stay stay wide, and leave your fullbacks come inside. So he's really comfortable having his fullbacks being on the wrong foot on the wrong side. It suits his system actually probably better than having a left-footed left-back, you know, because he's almost inverted to what we do. We'd have it the other way around, where the wingers cut inside and the full-backs stay wide to offer support. This season has changed with Trent. But, um, yeah, Kinsella, I think, he's a phenomenal player. You know, he's a really special player. Very, very good. What Wasn't cheap, 50, 50 million quid. He's yeah. one of the 50 million quid club. But he, when you look at what... Other fullbacks went for that kind of money. He's head and shoulders above above the rest yeah. of them. 
Okay. He was already there, wasn't he? And then they he were was, looking yeah. at and was, let buy another fifty million left back, but they actually had him already had there. The, the funny thing uh, is, like you'd look at someone like Kukurella and think that he's made to play for Man City. Yeah, and and if you are struggling at left back long term, I reckon that he would definitely he, one day would be looking yeah, at. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't you be have? You have seen him. You have seen him play. He plays wing back against the home to Arsenal, and he was unbelievable. He actually yeah. plays. I think he played a four at Anfield, and he plays left back, and he was he was yeah. brilliant again. Yeah, he, he was brilliant again. So Cancelo off Man City um, goes into our side there, as yeah, you can no. see. Um, I'm leaving that right back spot until the end. Um, well, the end of the defenders. Anyway, um, right, Keith, I'm going to start with you this time. Um, centre back, please. The only centre back I have picked so far is a homer of all homers, uh, Joe Matip. I think Joe Matip has been, in my opinion, the best centre back in the league this season. Uh, he's had a maybe a couple of maybe fatigue catching up on him a little bit at the moment, but I think from the off, the so much attention has been on Virgil's return, and I think Virgil has brought that sort of leadership and assuredness back to Liverpool. But Matip has been absolutely brilliant alongside him when Virgil has needed a dig out. You know, we spoke about it in the Chelsea game at the start of the season about Virgil against uh, Lukaku, but we all knew Lukaku was going to pull on to Matip. And Matip handled him leading like a child, you know what I mean? Like he, he was absolutely brilliant. And I think he carried that through. Um Joe Matip for me has been the best centre back boy by a long way in the league. A lot of people um were saying about um Ruben Diaz and all that. I don't think Ruben Diaz has been great this season. I think he's not being found out a bit, but I think he's I think there was a rush to proclaim Ruben Diaz as a Virgil van Dijk level last season and I Never thought he was at that level, to be honest. It's sort of similar to the Harry Maguire thing, but uh, I thought he rushed to get him. I think he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's an excellent player, but he wasn't at that level. Um, so, yeah, Matip, uh, he's so underrated. You know, it's 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 criminal how underrated he is, but my fourth centre-back is going to be Joe Matip. Well, give us your second one, just so we have it all in order before we go. Ahead. I told you I only have one. So, right, my, okay. second one, my second one is going to be... A player that I'm going to put in based on system rather than. No, but Alex, I'm putting in Virgil van Dijk. Fuck it. I'm going with Liverpool centre back here. Okay. Because I think van Dijk has been good. I just think, like Matip, I think they've played an awful lot. We haven't rotated maybe as much as I would have liked at centre back with those two. But I, think that's I was going to go with Zuma. It's been what? I think the rotation has actually killed us. I think that's been the problem. Oh, maybe not in the league, Shawnee, but I felt that there was games when, uh, what was it, after Brentford, we played a uh, Champions League game against Milan. Oh, Milan. Man. Was yeah. it Milan? And I felt yeah. there was a chance to maybe rest one of them in that game and we played them. And then we went, you know, we kept going and going. I just think when we brought in Kanate, I thought he'd done excellent at Man U. Um, maybe one or two rests here or there. But look, I'm not going to argue. The only other one, it was a system player and I was going to go with Zuma. A lot of people are mentioning Kurt Zuma in the in the chat. West Ham have been very, have been excellent this season. I'm not as big a fan as their of their players as, as others are, to be totally honest with you. But as a system, I think they've been excellent. So if I was to be pushed on someone else, it would have been Zuma. But I'm going to go with Matip and I'm going to go with Van Dijk because I'm a homer and I'm a top red and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, Kev, are you going against either of them? Both of them. I didn't have either of them in 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 I in the centre back anyway. I had Rudiger and Diaz. 
okay. purely and simply because I think Rudiger is the leader in that back in that Chelsea back three, and he is an absolute monster this season, playing for a contract or playing for a move, whichever way you look at it. But Chelsea have been absolute misers, and a, a big part, a big reason for that is obviously the back three. I get that. But he has—he—he's very good on that left side. He's very—he's very good in that left side of position in the centre back. He is when, excellent, Kev. Before you go on, the reason I sort of overlooked Rudiger was similar with Chelsea. They're excellent defensively, but they've done a lot of chopping and changing at that back three. There's been a lot of players have played there, so that's all that he went there. Yeah. thinking for that but reason, he's, he's played ten games. Yeah, you know, so he's, 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 he's been, he's been the, Kev. I'm not going to go had a look. So you're gonna go. Yeah, he, you're gonna go with Rudiger first, Kev. I go with Rudiger, and I went with Diaz purely and simply because, for the same reason. The, unfortunately, I think for Matip and Virgil, we're conceding way too many chances, and we look way too erratic in too many games. I don't remember watching Man City this season and think they're erratic in the way they defend, and. Diaz is a very composed defender. It doesn't matter who you put next to him. He can he plays well with all three, whether it's not so much Stones. He, Stones hasn't got in this, but it's even with Laporte, he, he's the outstand, he's the standout one of whatever Man City decide to put in there. Hmm. And just on this season alone, sentiment out of it, I can't get away from those two. Okay. Um, Shani, have you got anything different to what the lads have said? I think Matip is clear. I think Matip, for me, is definitely clear. I understand where the boys are coming from, where Kev is coming from in terms of us conceding a lot of goals, but I don't think that's down to the individuality of our centre-backs. I think there's a bit of a systematic issue at Liverpool at the moment that's mm-hmm. leaving our back far exposed and just don't seem to be getting it really right in those one-on-one positions. But if you actually... Now, I, you know, lads, I'm the farthest thing from a numbers fella, you'll see, but <laughs> I remember... How did we play? It was, do you know what? It was funny enough. It was up. To, it was in the build up to the Brighton game, and they flashed, they flashed up Van Dijk's numbers before the game, and he's literally top of the league in every sack, heading, passing, ball interceptions, aerial duels won, all that. He's top of all that. Yeah, I'm not going to fight anyone too hard on. Well, I, I wouldn't really I think we. Virgil is the victim now of his own brilliant average self. And if you look, I look at what Ferdinand said the other day on his podcast. And look, I don't listen to much, take much heed of what Ferdinand says. But when he's talking about centre halves, I do because I do recognise Rio Ferdinand as one of the greatest centre backs to ever play the game. And he turned around and goes, If you're giving me one player centre back to pick now, it's Van Dyke, even though people saying he's coming back from injuries, this, that, and the other. He says, Ferdinand goes, he's still doing the things that not many other fen- defenders can do around in world football, and he still does that very well. And then you had Vincent Company come out the other day saying, I think they should ease up on the slander. I think, this is his words, I feel that Virgil van Dijk is the greatest centre-back to ever play in the Premier League. And that's high praise from a, a really, really good player. So that'll show you the level Virgil's at. So he's yeah. kind of being held against that. But is, it fair, is, it, is it fair, Sean, to just turn around and say, Van Dijk has been really, really good, and he is a victim of his own, you know, his own yeah. standards. But when you look at what's gone on with him over the last 10, 12 months, injury wise, 
he's been brilliant because of the, uh, in that comeback. But there has been centre backs that are probably been better in the league now. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing, Gab. Like, you take, you kind of take these things on. Like I said, you kind of, you look at everything in kind of microcosm. If if I look over the long term, you can't put any centre back in front of Van Dyke in this team. But it's team of the season so far. And an honourable mention for me is Gabriel at Arsenal, who I think has been absolutely fucking brilliant. And he's a player. To be fair, Ben White as well. Yeah, it's Harry. He's carried uh, the price tag a lot better than what other English centre-backs yeah, have Yeah, I done think Gabriel is sort of the glue there for me in that he's an aggressive front-foot defender. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah. brilliant on the ball. He's, he's a bit of a talker as well, isn't he? But do you know what? Gabriel reminds me of Gomez before the injury in the yeah. Champions League winning season. That's exactly what he reminds me of. Um, seems to be getting around everywhere. Before Burnley, before Gomez breaks his leg in Burnley, he's very, very similar to him. And I think Arsenal have the potential of a really, really promising centre-back partnership. I know they're playing a three at the moment, but I do think that eventually they will stumble on something. But look, I wouldn't fight anyone for wanting to put Rudiger in. I think I agree with you. I think Rudiger has to be a shoe-in. No, he doesn't because he's playing in a back three. It would suggest that. Yeah. No yeah, shoe-in. He's, he's playing in a defensive team. If I'm putting anyone in, and here, look, you can't turn around and tell me that Rudiger's been one of the best centre backs in the league, but his keeper is one of the most walked. Mm. So yeah, it, I'll give you that. Have, I'll give you that. You kind of have to think about it that way. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I'll give you that. I would have. I mean, look, I think, I think whenever I've watched Chelsea, I, I like Rudiger as a player. I think he's very strong, good on the ball. Not many, not many people get to run on him either. Yeah, he's quick. You know. I don't know what the hold up is with Chelsea and getting him signed up. But that's the level he's at. Like you're talking about a fellow now who was on a free and PSG Bayern, all the big sides we're yeah. looking at. Look, I'm not yeah, for one second saying I'm not for one second saying Real guy's not a good player. He's, he's obviously very, very good, but yeah. I, I just don't think this is. Did you have your free or two, that, Johnny, out of curiosity? Did you go for Matip and Virgil as well? or I, I went for Matip Matt and Virgil, but if I was going to put anyone in there, I'd probably put Zuma in there. I think it's been an absolute brilliant bit of business by West Ham yeah, to bring him in. And, he's, and he seems to be marshalling their defence at the moment. Okay. Uh, are we, are we all in on Matip then? Just to Matip, yeah, I, I think Matip's yeah, a in. I don't, okay. So the, the, the other one, then the option you're looking at is Rudiger, possibly Zuma, possibly Van Dijk out of those three. Laura's comment is well on is spot on there. A Virgil seven out of ten is is like like a Virgil seven out of ten is better than that and Zuma can do. It's better than that and Rudiger can do and it's better oh, yeah, than that. There's no doubt that. that's you have, not meant to be disrespectful. But you to have them to look you have to look that. overall. I, I think you have seen parts of Virgil this season where he's out, he done something against Brighton we were at Anfield and the ball goes over the top and he literally <laughs> yeah. just fucking literally is running with his back, nearly turned away from it. He sees the fella coming to him and he just heads it over him. Just plays yeah. football. He's yeah. he's ridiculously good. Uh, I think we, there was a staff for the whole year where no fucker could dribble past him. Yeah, but that's that's not the issue. They did and they were celebrating. This is yeah, the that was, that, was, that, um, that was the Pepe of Arsenal. Pepe, but this is the level that he set. So he's exactly. going to drop down from that level, but it doesn't mean he's he's behind fucking. I you know, just think if we're being ob- if we're being objective, and I think just judging it on these eleven games so far this season. Yeah. I don't think he can be in there just oh, I don't purely. Think so 
I, I honestly, to be fair, I can understand Joel Matip and I can get behind that to a point. But you can't have someone with the amount of clean sheets that Chelsea and Man City have had, to be fair. And both sides are, I mean, City more than Chelsea because of the system they play. But just on performance alone, yeah, I'd have Van Dijk in my best 11, Premier League 11, for what he's done and what he's going to do in the future. But on these 11 games, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't think we won't that's... fall out over it in any way. No, 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 but the thing we'll is, like, we'll, we'll fall out later. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, like, oh, oh, the more you talk here, the more I, I, I would lean towards Zuma because Rudiger plays in the back three. Virgil van Dijk, although he's an outstanding defender, I think, I think he's been outperformed this season by certain centre backs. I mean, you look at Zuma, you look at where West Ham are toward in the league. They beat Liverpool last weekend, they went to Villa and won really well. And like you said, it's a, it's a brilliant bit of business because it's a bit of business everything should have done 12 months ago and never did after having them on loan. Um, I'd like to put Zoom in there as, as one of those where you go, you know what, you have to give credit to that side as well because they are playing a back four, aren't they? And you know, they've been really, really good. I'd, I think I'd put Zoom in there, lads. And Gavin, it's important to know, it's, it's important to know here, like the title of this show is so far. Yeah. Well, I'd, 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 be happy to bet anyone money that come May when we're having this conversation, Virgil van Dijk will be the number one so. name at the top yeah. of this list. He definitely will. He will. He's out. He will only get back. He's only going to get better. But he he made another. He he did make a rick last night for Holland, and it was very similar to the one that he made for Liverpool, getting dragged out out of position into midfield and yeah. turning and like realizing that I shouldn't be here. And the game yeah. just went on without him. I you know think he's, I mean? Yeah, he's probably trying, forcing things a bit too much yeah. that he hasn't been doing. But I think Sean is right. Once it goes on and that rust goes off and, and the sharpness comes back in, okay. it will be Virgil by the end. But look, I don't mind Zuma has been excellent. Yeah. Um, Rudiger has been good for just, Chelsea. Just basically, well. we're, not, we're, not, we're not telling you that Zuma is a better defender than Virgil van Dijk. We're looking I don't at know, the performance. <laughs> we're looking at the performance of, of 11 games and I think Zuma is yeah. a fair show. So we put yeah, Zuma so in, far. right? We put Zuma West Ham have conceded 13 goals. Yeah, but Mendy, Cancelo, Matip, Zuma. So I want to come to the right back now. Um, this is where it's going to get tasty. Uh, Kev, I'm going to start with you. Who is your right back pick for this Trent. season? It's an easy one. Trent. Best Trent. Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold. No problem. Okay. <laughs> Didn't even make my shortlist. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, what do I write down about Trent now? Hang on. Where are you? Nine games, one goal, four assists, five clean sheets. And just going by the numbers, he's easily up there with what you want out of a fullback. Now, the other argument is Reese James plays in the back three, and he's played less games, scored more goals, less assists, but it's a back three. So Reese James is not playing as a wing back for Chelsea. He's playing as a right mid. You know, so ah, well, the way you, I want this you have, set you up, have to I level that. Trent. You can't level that at James and yeah. say the same well, about I, Trent. I can because it's look at Trent back Trent's four, not a back Trent's four hardly half. ever a right back yeah, either. But look at Trent when he defends. He's in a when he defends. He's a he defends as a right back. When he attacks, he attacks as a right attacking mid. 
Well, you say when he defends, he defends as a right, right back. I beg to differ. I, I was at Anfield a couple of weeks ago, and the fella was literally taking his phone out of a sock when they were breaking on. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, was he, he had no interest in playing right back. It was mad. This is not a slight on. Look, it, it, you can't level that at James and pick Trent. Well, then you, you can't, then you can't say that Rudiger can't get into a back three or back four when we're playing well, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Rudiger in a back four as the two best centre backs in the league. Which way do you want to do it? No, look, don't apologize to each other. Absolutely hammer each other. I get where Kev is coming from and don't look again. I mean the reason Chelsea play a back three is because they're hiding something. It's simple as that there's no other reason he's playing a back three is because he came in last year he had to steady the ship. He ended up winning the fucking Champions League. I guarantee yeah. you now, if they had been beaten in that final, they wouldn't be playing a back three now because he would have had more confidence in going with his own system. But yeah. now he's kind of stuck. He's stuck with that now because they, they've won a Champions League. Yeah, so, and exactly, he's gone with that. Like, Tuchel hasn't played this football anywhere else. He hasn't played this type of game anywhere else. I think he stumbled upon this and it's worked for him. I'm with Keith, like, well, Kev, I'll let you keep making your case for Trent. No, I mean, I do, my simple way is that the way that I've got this t- my team lined up, I need one defensive head, and I've got that in Cancelo. I need one fullback to attack. And I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that the best attacking fullback in the league is Trent Alexander-Arnold. And he's proved that again this season. If you want, a def- if I mean, I'm seeing in the comments there, Trent is trash defensively. Where are we I sitting in the I think I think it's over. I think it's overstated how poor Trent is. Well, no, you look at. I mean, these are our fans. These are Liverpool fans, and these are the kids who are supposedly watching him week in, week out. He's rubbish. He's this. He's that. Let me tell you something. Go and look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Trent has been See, cut out a couple of times. He got cut out badly for the Brentford game, and he got caught ball watching for the third goal the other in our last game. But other than that, he's been defensively sound all season. I think it's a tough one because I get I get well I get the I get the I get the Reese James stuff because Reese James is literally playing very, very high up the pitch in a in a in a back five when you actually look it's a back five, but he's high up the pitch. And Trent it seems to me that defensively it's the only stone you can throw at Trent. How was he defensively? You know, and then you look at Liverpool, the chance they've been given away. And I, I think it's a much more collective thing than an individual thing. I think it's just the oh. way Liverpool are looking to play. I, no, uh, the, with the chance Liverpool are giving up, it's a, it, it's a systematic thing for me. Because look, again, I'll say the same thing as I said about the. I think when we get to May, you're putting Trent in there. I genuinely yeah. do. I don't. And Rubble. All our Trent's numbers are. They're, they're insane. He's changing their six starts. But the fella it's puts the up, eye test. The eye test is what's yeah, killing me on Trent at the moment. Like he's, he's getting, he's getting assists, but his performances aren't great. If I'm being totally honest, no, I love Trent. I think he's great. I don't, I don't think he's been at his, his best. Yeah. And even then, he's still putting up numbers. And I agree with you. But if I look at the, and I understand how Trent, how important he is towards offensively. Reese James has won games for Chelsea mm. this season when nobody else yeah. was doing anything. And when you, he's you been playing his right mid. Yeah, but he, 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 started, he started for England the other night in the right wing-back position ahead yeah. of Trent. 
but it doesn't make a difference because literally he's doing the, the same defensive duty. You look at their heat maps, Kev, and I'm I guarantee it are virtually identical. Yeah. I'd actually bet money on it that Trent probably spends more time higher further up the pitch than him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it is. It's 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 a it's a. I think it's a very hard one. That's why. I like who else did you have a conversation? Do you have Reese James in your team? I have. I had Reese James as fourth. You went from, I, did you? I I actually had Trent in as third because I think the yeah. kid at Southampton has been phenomenal. Liveramento, phenomenal. Liveramento. Whenever I've seen him, yeah, he's been good. he's been absolutely brilliant. And just before I come on here, I was listening to Talksport, and he had a Theo Walcott on. And Theo Walcott said, like, the sky is the limit for this kid. He reminds me exactly of what I saw in Gareth Bale when when I was at Southampton. I reckon that's how good he can be. And I understand he's on loan from Chelsea. Yeah, He said Chelsea would be absolutely mental not to take this fella back. But he's going to have to go in there and compete with Reese James. So he might Look, have to... Harry Glanty. Exact same thing. So I, Liveramento has really, really stood out for me. Uh, in one way because I, I literally got him in in the fancy football at the start when he was 4 million and he's paid dividends already yeah, he's, um, he's the rankings there. I think as important like if you were to tell me now that Reese James is going to miss games for Chelsea I'd be delighted because he's so influential for them he really really is and that's not to say Trent isn't for us because we can say that as well I think Trent has gears he still has way more gears to go into this mm. season and I think he will and again, I'm going to say something. I think it may when we're having this conversation that Trent will be the standout fullback. For me, I think he will. He'll just grow into the game. You've seen how good he was, the goal against West Ham. I'm just with Keith. I just think sometimes this season, it just seems that the concentration is waning. He's, he's not learning from the mistakes that he's been making throughout his career. And I'm not saying he's defensively poor. I think he's exposed by the system that he's forced to play in because he is asked to play way further up the pitch. And yeah. me and Gav are at the point in game and Gav is saying, look at Trent, he's literally walking around the place and I'm saying, this has to be instructed because nobody's digging him out. Yeah. It has to be part of it what Klopp is trying to do there with him. So, for me, I'm going to make the argument that it should be Reese James in there because I think... He's he's actually if you I'd say if you looked at it I'd say he's put more points on the board than any right back slash right wing back has this season. Okay, so we have a vote for Trent. We have a vote for Reese James. Where are you going with this, Keith? Uh, Laura Duffy's put a name up there that hasn't been mentioned, and that's who I've gone with. I've gone with Tommy Asu at Arsenal. Um, he's been good. I think I he's been excellent for Arsenal. Um, I think he's been brilliant. It's again, it's. Something about uh, Reese James, I don't think will get much better than he is at the moment, and that's maybe why he's ahead of Trent. Where a shiny touch on it, Trent has gears that he can still go up. Liveramento's been excellent for Southampton as well, but Tommy Asio has been part of a defence that we've touched on Ramsdale, we've touched on Gabriel, I've really touched on Ben White and Kieran Tierney, but this other fella now has come in. And they're, they're looking a lot more solid. They're looking better back there. Uh, and I think he's been excellent at right back. But he's, he surprised me. I don't think he's been maybe the, the best right back in the He used to be a centre-back. Yeah. He's, he's played centre-back. I think it was a Bologna. And yeah. He played centre-back for them last year and the year before. But he, he 
played centre-back in a back three, kind of similar to what Arsenal do with their third centre-back and what Chelsea do with their third centre-back at yeah. Sheffield United, one of them goes. And he was the one who goes. So for him to move to right-back, right-wing-back with whatever way Arsenal want to go, he, he's capable of doing that. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, to make as, the move for Mitchell, he's doing really well. Yeah, yeah as, as, as Carl says, says the, he's the highest point scorer in the defender in a fancy football. Jay Cattle's thrown that in. Just for that, I don't know. Trent will always score your points in fantasy football, and that's the thing. Uh, he, he will get goals and he will get assists, but it's the all round play that maybe has him. And that's not a dig at Trent. I think Trent's excellent. I just think he's suffering that, you know, we're a little bit stretched at the moment. And, you know, there's, there's not many Liverpool players that I think walk into this team. In fact, there's only two that I think walks into the team. Um, so, you know, it, it's a hard one to get in. I think Trent at the end of the season will be there, but at the moment I wouldn't have him. And I just have Tommy Asu there because, it again, it's more of a system thing that Arsenal have looked better at the back, so I've squeezed in an Arsenal defender and I've gone for him. Right, so we've three different names. I, uh, Your George Jordy and Exit. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, go, I'm going with Liveramento off Southampton. Okay, uh, four names. Well, leave it up. That's four then. Leave it up to the chat then. All right, okay. So there's four in there. Um, I would go with Liveramento for the simple reason. Reese James, you can argue, he's playing the back five and this is a back four we're looking for, right? I'll say what, can you, right? can, you put a, can you put a poll up in the text you comments? Can, can you? And let the chat uh, uh, Hold on, Kev. Hold on a minute. So you want to put a, a poll in the Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool channel? Chat. As the, the who's the best? Will you stop? Will you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not this isn't your first rodeo, Kev. No, we got rid of one fucking world class politician <laughs> for another. <laughs> let, let me let me make let me make let me make an argument for Liberamento, right? Um, Tommy Yasu, I think he's been all right. I think the thing about Arsenal is who they've played in this run that they, yeah. they're on when they play well, when they've come up against anything decent, they've looked appalling. Right? I yeah, expect Tom Yasu to be scratched out, by the way. It's yeah, just but, that's but who was they, 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 me, so I'm not pushing to get him in. Yeah, I think they um they uh, we'll see when they when they play decent sides as to how they, yeah. they go, right? James, I think he isn't he isn't a back five, but he's played really, really well. And Trent in a back four is as high up the pitch, like Sean he says, as Reese James. The reason I look look at Liveramento is because like Sean, whenever I've seen him, I think what a fucking player. Um, and again, he's another he's another Chelsea um, product, isn't he? Um, yeah. Has he gone there or is he on loan? Because I'm not I read, actually sure. I'm I think sure. he's gone there. I think, I he, think he, was, he might have gone there. Yeah, because I, I think he was looking to get into the Chelsea, so I couldn't have moved. I could be wrong. Someone might tell me. But looking at him, and you have to remember, this is Southampton side that conceded fucking nine goals two seasons in a row, I think. Or maybe, yeah, I think so. And struggled at right back. Um, even ever since um, your man that's gone to Arsenal left him. Uh, Cedric Suarez Cedric. and then they had Walker yeah. Peters there and this fella's come in and I think he's just been a breath of fresh air everything he does so for for the age of him coming in into that sort of side in Southampton that have struggled defensively I I think he's been the best right back in the league this Kevin, season Kevin over all there with a common cost 5 million quid 5, 5 million quid million so, million so, million so million. he, he wow. has gone I, I'm near, yeah, I thought I read somewhere that uh, but uh, sorry Pranev Menon says um, Chelsea have a buyback option but yeah, they always will. They won't. Yeah, but, but the problem there is, is that will the player want to go back? Because I think the reason he went is because he wanted to get into the fourth team and couldn't. And Chelsea, that's yeah. the he left. But he doesn't have a say. Like he, Chelsea take him back then and just put him straight up for sale and they'll get more than five million for him. Um, yeah, interesting to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. 
can I can I can I have liver amento? There yeah, she, you're nice. Why not? He was I my second one there. I had him at yeah. second as well. Same here. And now I'm going to try to spell his name, so that should be good. Liver. Ah. Mento. Liver. No, L-I-V-A-R-E-M-A-N-T-O I have in my head. E-R. Liv-Ra-Mento, I think. No, Liv-Ra. L-I-V-R-A. Liv-Ra-Mento. Is it? Okay. Cool. That'll do me. Liv-Ra-Mento. And I still have a wrong fucking hell, Gav. L-I-V-R-A-M-E-N-T-O. L-I-V-R-A-M-E-N-T-O. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Um, so, that's, that's the back five. That's um, this playing count. That's this week's countdown conundrum solved. Yeah. Mendy, Liveramento, Cancelo, Matip, Zuma. All right, we're going to have to fly through these. We're nearly an hour in. We five yeah. players are acting the bollocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we so, knew right back was going to be torny in fairness. Yeah, we did. So, what I'm going to do is... Um, we, we'll get somebody to give that three midfielders and if one stands out between you all, he goes straight in and then we can break them down and argue them a little bit, but we'll try to fly through these a little bit. Okay. So, um, Keith, I'll come to you. Give me your three midfielders that you have and see if they match up or anybody there. Right. Um, Bernardo Silva, Conor Gallagher, and I'm changing one. Fuck this. I'm going for Rodri. Okay. So Conor Gallagher, Bernardo Silva, yeah, and Rodri, yeah. Okay, cool. I think Rodri's improved fucking immensely this season. I think he settled in nicely there. Okay. Oh, I, I. Okay. I had Declan Royce there, and I'm giving him Gallagher. He's so overrated. I think he's nah, so he's... fucking. Normal. I think he's so average, and because he's English, put it this way: if he was Irish, no one would be talking about. Nah, I don't agree. And you know what? I'm going to I'm eating humble pie on Royce because I had the same idea as you, Keith. But he's a really good fucking player. And it's becoming more and more obvious every time I see him. One I'll give you there, and I don't think I think Conor Gallagher's got to be in. Yeah. Are you agreeing with that, Kev? Gallagher? Yeah. I Gallagher in. Okay. I Brodry in. And okay. I Tillemans in. Okay. So we're definitely in on um, Gallagher off Crystal Palace. You I've, have Rodri. I have yeah. two different ones. Okay, who have you got? I've got Conor Gallagher, yeah. Declan Rice, and Emil Smith Rowe. Oh, okay. He's been very good, to be fair. He has been very good, to be fair. And oh. I'd actually, I go as far as saying behind Mo Salah, Declan Rice will probably be in the running for Premier League player of the year because he's English. No, because not, but, not because really of his play. Not because of his play. Really he's, 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 he's so normal. His role has changed massively. Don't get me wrong. He's, when I, just field, to be clear, just to be clear, I'm not saying he's bad, right? Even though exactly. I'm saying he's pretty average and he's pretty normal and he's very overrated. I just think there's a... He's, he's overrated in the sense that now, because he's English, he's, he's getting shouted. If I look at Declan Roy's playing, right... There's so many players. I think Rodri's a much better player on the ball than Declan Rice. I think he can do everything Declan Rice can do defensively. I just don't think Declan Rice is good on the ball. I think there's so many better players in that position than him. But that's just me. That's you know. I, I'm, but the only if, I'm, if I lose this three to one, I'm happy to. Believe the only argument I would say is that and I, I, I think you have. I think you have got an argument with regards to how overhyped Rice is. I think there is an element of that. Um, I genuinely believe that. But 
when you look at Rice, what he does, you see, the problem is people make Rice out to be this all round midfielder that's fucking amazing. And when you go down that road, that's where you lead to overhype and you're kind of mm-hmm. going, what the fuck are you talking about? But in this Everton or in this West Ham side, um, the way he's playing, and I went, but I said this last week with Moyes, he's, he's trusting himself to play more attacking minded players than I've ever seen him do. Ever. Yeah. He was always well, a back I, four. He was always a workman-like middle of midfield. He might have one attacking wide man, but another one was workman-like. And he usually had a big man up front with somebody walking off him, right? But Rice is coming to the fore in this because he is, the responsibility he's getting in the middle of midfield, right, is huge. And he's, he's stood up to it. Now, people will say Suchek is this. Suchek likes to get forward. Suchek likes to get on the end of the ball. Suchek likes to be around the edge of the box. Rice is nearly manning that in the midfield on his own, and that's where I think he's coming Suchek to the fore. Suchek is Moises Fellaini now. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. But if you but if you if you look at if you look at Declan Rice as a player this season that you want to intercept, win ball, headers, tackles, you know, get it to the people you want to get it to, i.e., Farnalds, Bone, whoever it might be. I think he's been absolutely excellent, Declan Rice. Just don't try to go down that route of he's the all-round complete midfielder because he's simply not. And you see him yeah, in the Euros. He, he, you see him in the Euros where... Game. What? I think he's added to his game. I think he's become more box-to-box this season. I think he has, Shawnee, but... Look, I I was well on, well on board with this idea of Declan Rice not being that good because I didn't want him to be that good because of what happened more than And that's just the truth. Mm. But... You cannot that every fe- every game I've watched that fella play this season, he's ran the game. He's ran the game from start to finish. He, he's metronomic. He's great passing range. He's mobile. He gets around. I think he's he's good on set pieces. Like he nearly got a fucking header against us. You know, I think he's been very very good. I think whoever gets him's gonna have to pay a large chunk of money, and he will improve wherever he goes there. Great. Would just, I think. Would, just, oh, would you argue? Would you argue? Good. Would you argue if I put Royce and Rodri in there then? Royce and Rodri? Yeah. No, you wouldn't put two. I think, wow. yeah, I think Royce suits a two-man midfield. And I think the roles have reversed this season for West Ham with Suchek. Suchek is sitting a lot more. Royce is the one who goes this season. He's, yeah, it's like Suchek's replaced Noble, hasn't he? Noble's minutes yeah. are sort of tried um, up now. Noble if you were playing 4-2-3-1 or 4-4-2, then Suchek and Rice is an ideal partnership. One sits, one goes, but they can swap in in between the two. But I think in a three-man midfield, um, there are better box-to-box mids. I mean, seeing this show, it was shouting a chat earlier for Bernardo Silva. Yeah, I wouldn't have any problem with Bernardo Silva in over your elements. Apart from the fact that he's a shit house. He's yeah, a little exactly. shite bag, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I'd have him in the little shite bag if he, was a, yeah, yeah. if he was an our, if he was our shite bag, I'd absolutely love him. Yeah. Do you know? 100%. So, we're, so we're, getting, we're getting loads of players here. So if, if we're going with, if we're going with, we definitely have Gallagher in there, right? So now it's down to, do you do Rodri or Rice and then do you put somebody like a Smith Rowe and a Bernardo Silva in there with them? Now, just to be clear, I had Royce in my team and it was more a recognition of West Ham being good rather than Royce individually. I think he's been good as part of the team. So if Royce goes in, I've no issue with that. Do you know, even though we slayed him, we've no issue with we yeah. go with Royce and Gallagher and we want to throw a third man in there. But then are we all, are we all in agreement? Because Audrey has to be your city mid. He's been absolutely outstanding this season. Yeah, he's but if, if, you're telling me, if you're telling me that, that um, Royce goes forward a bit more, 
What's no, no, sorry, not sorry, Rice, not Rice, Rodri. No, 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 I, I, I get that. I'm not having Rodri at all. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, could you put, could you put um, Rice in as a, a midfielder that, like you said, wants to get forward a bit more? What I've seen from Rice is not the forward stuff, the breaking up, the winning the ball, the getting the other players. I think he's been excellent at it. I, I think. Hey, I Rice. Th- yeah. Do you know what? Do you know who I think he's like, right? I think he's like Scott McTominay, but he's English. And that sounds like damning him with faint praise. I think Scott McTominay's a good player, personally. I, I think like he's a good McTominay player. as well. I actually think, I think he's, he's a good player. player. Yeah, genuinely, so it's not a dig at him, but I think he's very like Scott McTominay. He can do a lot, but he's not great at anything. That's how I see Declan Rice. And look, if we want to get him in, get him in. And we have him and Gallagher and we look at the tour. I can't believe Bernardo's not getting more love in this because I think he's been excellent. I think he's been City's best. Yeah, I think he's well. I think he's he's up there with Foden as the best player. I think he's been better than Foden this season. I think he's been better than Foden. I think he's so hold on, are we, are we, hold on. Kev, are you are you all right with Royce? I don't like the prick. But, yeah, I know, yeah. but we're not. It's not about like <laughs> this is a popularity contest. I wouldn't yeah, piss on Royce if he was on fire. Yeah. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Yeah. If I have to, I have to. But Rodri has to be your sitter. Uh, Gallagher is in there. Rodri's out. Rodri's out. Kev. No, Rodri has Rodri. to be your sitter, and you can play. You can play. You can play Royce as your marauding box to box to box, and your more attacking midfielder would be Gallagher. Listen up, you're mad into Chelsea's five back five and two holding midfielders. It's Rodley or Royce. There's no way the two of them are in this team. I can't. You know what? what People are saying he's a winger. Smith Rowe. I, I thought he'd be much more in the attacking three as well, personally. Well, I would have, yeah, he's a great talent. put him as behind a number 10 behind a striker if you're going to put him yeah. anywhere. Jono says, uh, Sean, looks pissed off. <laughs> I'm at, no, do you know what? I'm not because, look, I'd... I'd I mean number boy on on Rice because I'm yeah. I'm the same as Keith. I kind of thought, oh no, I don't get it. But to be honest with you, like he's the only player from that England Euro squad that hasn't fell apart. Yeah, he's he has kicked on. To be fair. He's really kicked on, and he's so influential for them. And they look like genuine contenders now by top four. I think, and I think they only really fell away last year because he got injured. In that top four race, if you remember, because when yeah. he got injured, they literally they couldn't buy a win. They could not buy a win. I I think he's been very good. I think he's the only thing that I can't pick Rodri because he just looks like he's running around the handbrake on all the time. Honestly, he just he, he's not mobile at all. Well, that's like, I, I think I, the Spanish element of it, it's the way he plays. It's like Busquets. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't the quickest, but the the the, the his play with the ball. His positional blows everyone else. Having Royce yeah. and Rodley is like having passed and fucking Royce and one ball. Yeah. It's just double there carbs. You go. It's, well, that's yeah, true. I think I, I think a very fair midfield over this season will be Gallagher, Royce, and Bernardo. I think that's a very fair midfield. And I, I I'd actually tempt you, Shani, to look at Smith Rowe as a more of a forward. And no, him. because I have I have you have the forward sound up there. Well, well <laughs> I I it's a, a player. I'm absolutely. I'm in love with the, the little fucker and I he's going to be a ton and outside for for years to come. I'll get on to him next. Yeah. No worries. But look, we go let's go Gallagher Royce and Bernardo. But the thing is, like, if you're in the chat 
and or if you're listening to this afterwards um, make sure you go in put a comment in and give us your team because the lads are trying to all sorts of stuff we're trying to come to some sort of agreement so I'm trying to be fair on everybody there with Gallagher Rice and Bernardo right? well, so, I'd, I'd agree that Smith Rowe is not more, he's more of a 10 or a, than an 8 yeah. so I, I, I'll concede yeah, I mean, on that Okay. Gallagher has been brilliant to be fair. He has been excellent. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't given that fella abs- any thought. Yeah. And he's been, been, he was the shoe he's, in. He's exactly. among all of us. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's, yeah. Right. Um, so that's what it looks like at the moment. So we've Mendy in goal, Liveramento right back, Cancelo uh, left back, Matip and Zuma centre back, Gallagher, Rice and Bernardo in midfield. So now we go to forwards. So Sean, I'm going to start with you when you're forwards. Hit me. So the, the one that's the one that's going to be on 100% of the lists if you're doing this now is Mo Salah. We don't even need to get into that. The best best player in Wolves. Is anyone disagreeing with Mo Salah as a front man? No. Right. The, right this, far and away the top scorer and assist, isn't he, in the league? Yeah, like, there ridiculous. can be no argument. For me, this is, this is a tricky one now because I don't actually rate him. I don't rate him as a player, really, but Similar to Reese James, it's his impact and centre forward. I'm going to go with Mikel Antonio. Um, he, he's look, I'm not saying this fella is one of the best centre forwards in the Premier League, but in the first 11 games, he's been really fucking good. He's been a handful, he's really made it difficult for whoever he's played against. Even Morosi wasn't great, but he just you can tell it's just a nightmare to play against, and he's putting up numbers, he's scoring goals. Um, and then on the left wing for me, it's it's Phil Foden. I in a Man City team full of 60, 70, 50 million players, he has literally become the go-to man. He's that talisman. I think. I think I think the kid is unbelievable. Look what he does. To, look what he does in the biggest game of the season at Anfield. When when Salah grabs the game by the scruff of the neck with a brilliant assist, one of the best goals you'll see all season. That kid is having the same impact for Man City. But it went so much that Dibauka joined Man of the Match that day. And if you look at him in every other game, he, he's just been brilliant. He's absolutely unbelievable. And I love watching him play. And I really wish he didn't play for them because I can't see him ever going away from there. And I just know for years and years, he, he's going to haunt us. Yeah, if he didn't play for them, he'd play for the other shower in Manchester. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Just yeah. leave him where he's he is. Yeah, poison. For me, I, I, I'm going Foden, Antonio and, and Mo Salah. Now, okay. I'm completely open to change there on, on the, the front. I'm flexible in them positions. Foden. And I'm, people try and Trossard in. He was fucking good against us, but he hasn't been great. He's been okay, Trossard. Um, I'd have Rafinha over him. Well, and, funny you should mention that. I have Rafinha in mind. Um, but can I move on to mine? Jumping yeah, in there. like uh, I don't. I think Salah is nailed on. Um, Salah is nailed on. Just Salah on the folding thing. Um, I, I know he's a City player, but he's actually a player I look forward to watching. Mm. Um, simply because he works so hard. He's very, very skillful. He he has everything. Yeah, you know by looking at him, he has everything. He's just <clears throat> going backwards, going forwards. He, uh, he could easily win the middle of midfield and do it. And um, because he's he, there was one. Do you know what it was? I I kind of wondered about is he physical enough. And that way they're pushing him wide a little bit. And then he literally had Wan-Bissaka on his back in the Man City there, in the, in the derby. And he literally had him on his fucking back and he took it out of the sky while this fella is hanging out. And I thought, 
And then he just moved for it. And I was like, fuck yeah, me, he's a strong player as well. Like spends more time in his back than I've laid yeah. two. Yeah, well, he was up on this fella's back. Um, well, in fairness, he is very good defensively, Wan-Bissaka. Like, the fact he done it against us was against Milner. He done it against Wan-Bissaka, who can only really mark, and he fucking made shit of him. Shit uh, he, him so. he had okay. Milner's legs like spaghetti ass at 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, I, for me... I, I'd be honest with you, when I was looking at this earlier, my only one was who am I putting down the middle because I had got Salah and Foden as well. Yeah. Keith, you have Salah and... I didn't. I couldn't pick a centre-forward. I don't think there's been any... I, I hear you on Mikel Antonio, Shawnee, and, you know, he's, he's being good. Jamie Vardy has scored goals, but he hasn't impressed me. Harry Kane has been on strike, and I hate his guts, so he definitely wasn't getting in. So I went with... Um, Salah, Foden and Rafinha and the only sort of dodgy one I had was Rafinha or Mane and Mane just didn't pass the smell test for me but he scored in goals do you know what I mean so I was looking at it and I'm like you know if you have a front three with Mane, Salah and um, and, and Foden Foden plays centrally a lot of false nine as well for Man City um, so I, I didn't even go for a centre forward I, I settled on Rafinha um, Rafinha, Foden and Salah for me Okay, um, Foden, Salah, Kev, you have you went against Foden or Salah in this fight? Um, I went purely for the numbers because I want fours to score goals. Mm-hmm. So I went for Salah, Vardy, and Mane. Okay, on eleven games, Vardy has seven there, yeah. as I can see. Yeah, and you can argue with their return. Um, he hasn't been outstanding in the build-up play and what have you, but his job is to score goals. And he scores goals. Foden's return, as much as off the ball and in the build-up and everything like that is absolutely fantastic. His goal return isn't up there, and it will. I think over the season he's far and away the best English talent I've seen since Gascoigne. I think he's going to be an absolute world superstar. But if you just base it on the eleven games and you want forwards to score goals, those three forwards score goals. And the three players behind them feed them. I think for, I think Foden would create an awful lot as well. I, you know, yeah. and while he doesn't score as many, I think a unit would score more with a Foden than a Vardy. As silly as that sounds, Vardy yeah. does score goals, think, and he, he's, he's underrated think, in what he does for his team as well. Vardy, I just think he's getting on a bit now. You probably have to give Vardy the nod, wouldn't you? You can't hold against the. He scores all the time. Just because he's got 20 goals every season. Do you know what the big thing about Vardy is? When you look at Leicester, even even when they win the league, Vardy is outstanding. And that's going back five years ago now. And he's still going. He's 34, I think, now, Vardy. Um, The argument for me, sorry, one sec. The argument for me is change the shape. Put Foden in as a 10. But you can't change the shape. I'm not the fucking yeah, doing all the graphics. No, you can yeah, fuck you off. Can no. <laughs> Mad, what do you want to play? No, you can change it to four, four, two, three. On, I've been. I've hold on a minute. I've I've done all the graphics for this show, right? That prick Keith has fucking decided he wants fourteen new intros, and now you want to change all the fucking system as well. Like, what do you think I am? Just say, look, if you wanted to pop Gallagher out and put Ga- put Fulton in over Gallagher. Oh, now we are trying to go. You can play four, four, two, three, one. Hmm. But, um, no. bit, because he was overlooked as well for midfield, you could look at Smith Rowe. The argument the is well, we had Smith Rowe as an option as well in the front three. Smith Rowe yeah, from the left, and I think he deserves a mention. That kid, he he, he looks like the player that Man City thought they bought when they paid a hundred million for Grealish. That's yeah. and that's the very reason yeah. why Aston Villa went to try and sign him. 
Mm. Yeah. Because he's absolutely, a, he's, he's a carbon copy of him, but I think he's more mobile than Do you know who was actually yeah. going to get, do you know who I'm going to give an honourable mention for centre forward? Or even Tony. Yeah. He's been, yeah, he's been good. And he's been fairness, very good. It's just really goals lacking for him though, isn't it? When you're yeah, playing in a newly promoted team, we think you're yeah. not going to get 20 goals, but his game play has been very good. Fantastic though. His all-round game is brilliant. The way he brings players into play. I, I thought he was about six foot four after watching him, but the fella's only five no, foot five ten. Five eleven. He's five yeah, ten. Yeah, five, five, ten, five eleven, eleven. Yeah, yeah. He, he wins. He, he, he's won more balls in the air than any Premier League striker. Yeah, he he's really impressed me. To be yeah. honest, so much so that when we were linked with him, I was getting a bit horny. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think I think he. He's he's ready to kick on then from Brentford. He scored more goals than anyone ever in the championship season. And yeah. there's a smell of Michael Trapper off him when he was coming up now, to be honest with you. Like one of them yeah. players who just bangs in goals in the championship. Vidre is another one who just yeah. banged in goals he in the championship. He always gets them up. and then stings the gaffer. Uh, and he's okay. been really good. I know we're talking about goal contributions and that, but his all round game is brilliant yeah. and he's, he's a handful. I think if you're battering a centre back constantly for 60, 70 minutes, it's going to cause the centre. It's like chopping down a tree. The more you fucking do it, it's going to fall yeah. over. And even Tony is a player who just rams it down centre backs all fucking day. And then the other players pick up the scraps. I think he's only got two goals this season. But should, yeah. and everyone else is benefiting. Yeah. Should, Mason, should Mason Mount be in the, in the conversation? He's on my honourable mentions as well. Yeah. I think he's excellent. And unfortunately, here's the uh, any, if it wasn't for Mo Salah, Jared Bowen. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. There, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Jared Bowen. Yeah. You know what I mean. Jared Bowen. I think has been. I think the most. Been, I think the most interesting I, one in all this is the centre. You should forward. just leave Salah out of this because it's so blatantly yeah. obvious. To be honest, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. He's not allowed in player of the year or player team of the season because he's just obviously him. So yeah. apart from him, who else yeah. gets it? Well, like that's what I'm saying. So people in people in the chat can go in afterwards and put their team in the comments or or whatever you might be. Um. I th- I think it's hard to argue against Vardy. Um, seven yeah, goals in yeah, eleven yeah. games, and and going back oh, to the point we'll I was trying to make earlier, like it, he's brilliant. Like he's just brilliant at what he does. He works hard for Leicester. Although they're trying to reduce his work rate, you can see that because of the age of him, and they're trying to make him more of an impact player while he's on the pitch for the majority. But it's probably the fourth season I've looked at. It and went, you know what? They've brought in a top striker, in my opinion, in Daka. That's going to go on to be really, really good. And it could have been pressure on Vardy. Now, people would say Ian Acho is the man under pressure, but Daka, to me, looks very similar to Vardy. He's pacey, he's I quick, think, he's yeah, good finisher. And Vardy's still time. turning around and going, well, fuck that, because like, I'll do it anyway. You know the sort of way, like, he's not phased yeah. whatsoever. He could have easily turned at 33 and 34 and went, yeah, listen, he's the heir to the throne and play this. Ronaldo, he's already won two league titles this season yeah. by United and can I just get oh, to Jono's comment there a minute because he's pulling me up on what I said about Foden. Let me be clear. Paul Gascoigne was the most naturally gifted footballer I've seen, English footballer I've seen, that pissed his career yeah. away. Pre-injury, before Stuart Pearce got hold of him, he was a ridiculous footballer. Phil Foden, to me, has all of the tools the most naturally gifted, silky footballer to be Magic. Magic. every bit as good as what Gascoigne could have been if he's protected. And he has, and Pep has protected him. So I think there have been better English players, better English midfielders. Yeah, I'll give you. But 
Oh, sorry, Phil Foden, natural talent, has all the tools to be an, a pure world superstar. It's just my my opinion on it. And uh, Johnny, well, hold on, with hold on, Kev. Like. Johnno isn't querying Foden. He's querying Gascoigne, which I think is a bit ridiculous. I I think Gascoigne is the best talented, most talented English midfielder, possibly ever. Uh, he's certainly not a myth. Paul Gascoigne was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Steven Gerrard was a great player. Don't get me wrong. Steven Gerrard worked his bollocks off to be a great player. Paul Gascoigne was a ridiculously talented footballer. And anybody that's seen Paul Gascoigne playing in the late 80s and the early 90s, this fella was fucking scandalously good. Yeah. Natural talent. Paul Gascoigne was Gascoigne better than is- any other English player in the last 20 years. Boy, I'm well. 30 years. 35 years. Sadly for Paul Gascoigne, this generation... With myself, he's more synonymous for showing exactly. up the realm outscap for the fishing rod yeah. and a pack yeah, of hands. Box of tapes, <laughs> yeah. so people, yeah. people don't realize how good of a player he was. Like, and, and don't my, you don't take, Ola, don't take Ola, Ola, yeah. sorry, Shawnee, sorry, my Ola's a sports fan, and yeah, he he compares everyone to Gascoigne, which would tell you all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, Gascoigne yeah. was, um, yeah, that, that's just Gascoigne was ridiculous magic. because. Like when people talk to me about Liverpool, and I, I keep going back to John Barnes mm-hmm. because I just can't see past him. Um, I just can't because literally, growing up, um, you know, John Barnes arrives at Liverpool in '87. I'm my first game watching Liverpool is a year earlier, and John Barnes is like, "What in the name of fuck is going on here?" That's how good he yeah. was. But Gascoigne's around at the same time, yeah. um, and he was only the, a kid. The running power of him, kid, the running power of him, and like just going past as if you weren't there, and just like literally barreling through midfield like and there was no stopping him but he had finesse he had he, he had the lock ass going he gets a very unfortunate injury in the cup final in 91 I think, I think that's what yeah. we could actually he's go into on, on, on Gav. Yeah, I think, I think Gav, Gascoigne might be still. Yeah, we could do a whole show on, show on Gascoigne. He was, he, he was phenomenal. Uh, Wizard says Cristiano Ronaldo has 15 goals already in all competitions. There's no way Cristiano Ronaldo has 15 goals in all competitions. He, he must probably got eight of them yeah. against Luxembourg in European qualification. Yeah, well, then so. I'm not having that. We didn't um, get anything tonight. Because so. I have to be honest with you, Ronaldo comes his debut against Newcastle. He does a couple in Europe um, to save them. But in big games this season, for me, Ronaldo has been appalling for Manchester. Four league goals. Yeah, Four he's been appalling. For you know, Two of them were against Newcastle, weren't he? Yeah, and yeah. that's in... Um, hold on. Um, I just Ronaldo is a brilliant, brilliant signing for Manchester United. But a, he's yeah. not being used right, and b, he just doesn't want to walk the way the team walks. So they don't look like they fit at the moment. But he get plenty of goals for them. Um, but four Ronaldo goals in eight games for them, and as you say, a couple of them in one game. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm putting Vardy in. I'm putting yeah, Vardy in, and people want to. So there's. I the want the milk. I want Rafinha. Okay, well, you can have Rafinha in your team. You can argue this he on Twitter. He's um, team. So the team so far this season for us, um, and it's open to argument because that's what we're all we're here for. Um, Mendy from Chelsea, Liveramento from Southampton, a right back, Cancelo from Man City, a left back, Matip from Liverpool, and Zuma from West Ham at centre back. Midfielders of Gallagher from Crystal Palace, Royce from West Ham United, and Bernardo Silva from Man City. And up front, you have Salah from Liverpool, Vardy from Leicester, and Foden from Man City. Um, I think that's a like. Let's find it crazy. We've been unbeaten for the whole season, apart yeah. from, you know, going into the last game and we lost that 3 2. That we've really only got two players in that list. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy. But that's the uh, levels again. Well, I couldn't make an argument for any others. That's the thing. No. Like, we've just you been... can have a discussion around all of them, but I wouldn't yeah. argue against that team. Well, um, Red Steve says Ronaldo has nine and Kane has claimed all of them. So there you go. <laughs> um, my highlight of the week is definitely um, Harry Kane and um, what's his face? Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. A couple of their ears when they scored yeah, goals against Albany, didn't Which was I um, wish I'd seen Kino go in on him. Yeah. I wish I'd seen. I wish I'd had ITV and I'd watch Kino going in on, <laughs> on Harry Maguire. Not having a bar. I that, might have to it? dig it out. But anyway, listen. Um, just before we move on to our next section, because we've only five minutes or so left, right? Um, that's the team we've done. If you want to argue it, by all means, afterwards, put your 11 in the comments underneath and we'll read through them and we'll argue them with you and, and stuff like that. If you're listening on the download, um, get onto Twitter and let us know on Facebook, let us know Instagram, let us know. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe. It's all very important. All this stuff. The more you interact with us, the more important it is, apparently. So go and do that. Lads, I really enjoyed that picking that 11. Um, just before we go, um, a couple of things we want to touch on. Sienna, um, Sienna, we gave an update, I think, on Friday um, when we were on the show. But Sienna had her forced surgery on Friday. And I've just seen a tweet to say that she's come out of intensive care in um, our ICU in St. Louis. The plan was that she would be sedated until today because it helps relax her body. And, you know, she's a three-year-old child. So when she wakes up and that sort of thing, kids' natural reaction is to go what's going on and jump about and that's not what they wanted her doing so I've just seen a tweet from Ray Brady to say that she's come out of ICU this evening and the next step now is that she's going to be sitting up which is a huge thing after surgery like this to sit up and the next thing I think over the next couple of days if I'm right is a second surgery that's been recommended just since they got to America which will help her even further so um, that's a brilliant um, update we've got and as I said like you know we're all talking about teams and all but like this sort of stuff that we helped out with um, just you know, pisses all over it or anything else we yeah. do, to be honest with you. And all the lads agree with that. Um, so that's the update on Sienna. And it's a good update. Check out Sienna Steps on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook for any updates. And they're trying their best, but literally it's a mother and father thousands of miles away in America looking after their daughter. So you might get the odd one every day or two, but, you know, because they're busy looking after. So, um, but check them out. Go and give, send them a message or wherever it might be on any of those platforms. I'm sure they would be very happy to hear from you. Um, Shawnee, you said something to me earlier. You said it's going to be a belter. Um, half eight tomorrow night, man on football show. Um, our first one on the man on football show channel. And, and it's going to be deadly, isn't it? Yeah, I'm genuinely like, it came together quick. This one didn't really, it just kind of came there and, are you, will, we, will we tell them what we're going into or are we going to leave them waiting um, sure you might as well if someone robs it they rob it Look, well, we're going to be looking at R9 tomorrow night mm. uh, and kind of the time between France 98 and the World Cup in 2002 and mm-hmm. how it was kind of a Ryder Rovers full circle story I can't wait for it because look there's so much so much to get into it like this is our this is our flashback segment that we're going to be doing yeah, once a week like my first football and hero like everyone wanted to be Ronaldo and the real Ronaldo let's yeah. let's let, don't let's not get it twisted how, how many people when you were growing up how many people do you know that actually had that silly haircut I remember many. when I was living in Bristol yeah. I know a few kids many. I remember seeing it's a few soon kids as we got knocked out that woke up there was that haircut was going around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was mental. Yeah. 
the silver There's got to be a story behind that. that. There's just so much around that, and it, look, it, it's a brilliant story, and it's his legacy now, really, isn't it? Like yeah. that's kind of what when 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 he lives, that's that was what he'd be most remembered for, I'd imagine. But we're, yeah, have, we're going into all that stuff, Keith. We're going to be educated tomorrow night, I reckon, big time. Well, we are. Well, the whole idea behind that is for us to talk about stuff that we know about but then when we research it we find out stuff so we're being yeah. educated saying because because listen we don't know everything far far from it um shawnee has got is, is going big on on ronaldo um and 98 to 2002 i'm going to be giving you updates because um international and elgin city um two teams that we picked to follow the season had wins over the weekend yeah um unfortunately venlo are beaten today in holland um, in fairness to Venlo it's the seventh game on the bounce that they've been beating in Gav yeah. so they're, they're they're not, they're not, I can't believe they picked this one this, that's must try hard. Hard. going to bring us misery yeah, I know, but that, the misery is good. The misery is good. Um, I did, st- I stuck a couple of quid on it on a international and Elgin double, and it came up, oh. and I was like, oh, fuck it. It's all <laughs> going on Venlo, lost it. But, um, th- we're going to give you updates on them and how they got on. You know, we're not only, I'm only just telling you, but we're, we're going to go in a little bit more detail as to how they got on. And, um, then Keith, we're going to look at one to watch. Um, yeah. that's going to be a segment for us as well throughout the season. And we're going to pick on Barcelona tomorrow, aren't we? We are going to pick on Barcelona tomorrow. Um, look, we've done shows in the past, Gav, where we've, we've spoke about talents. We've done the the scouting stuff for five yards. Yeah. Uh, it's stuff that we're all interested in. But the idea now is that in the Man on Football show, where we're not looking at Liverpool, we're looking at everything. We're going to look at players that are up and coming. And there's, there's Barcelona, for all the shit that they're in at the moment, there's huge talent still coming through there. And we're going to talk about one or two in particular. Um and that's going to be good as well. Like we could probably do the man on football job for about eight hours tomorrow. Yeah, we could. But we're going to squeeze it all in. Could I might as much as we can. Just, just sit case. there watching that blade Ronaldo YouTube video on on just the reaction yeah. for it. Do you know what? Well, we actually should do that. We should do that. Yeah. I imagine we all be laughing at the carry on album. Just yeah. Um, Red Steve reckons Sean he still best. manscapes his bit with Ronaldo's haircut Red Steve I need to talk to your sources because that's scarily accurate mate <laughs> <laughs> um, but look it's going to be if you're in here and you haven't subscribed already the link is in the description type in Man on Football show into YouTube and you will get it um, we're working on getting them released as audios as well we're hoping to have that set up tomorrow um, if not I will keep it because um, I have the file anyway. And as soon as we get the audio stuff organized, which will be available on Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods, wherever you get them, um, we will put all the back catalogue in. If you know, The back catalogue could be two because we might get it done by the end of this week. But we promise to keep them all and put them all out so you will have another channel to um, follow on your uh, podcast feeds as well. But look, it's going to be um, a cracker. Um, the rest of the week... Uh, the forum, I'm not too sure on tomorrow night because it's international break and we usually debate stuff around Liverpool, which is not an awful lot happening. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, we're off on Tuesday, I think. We're back on Wednesday with the midweek fixtures. which will be the closure of the international break. We're, def- we're going back Premier League years, um, episode two. Um, another quiz on Wednesday night. Carnage on Thursday. Friday, um, I think myself and Kev will be back, hopefully with mm. Sports Unplugged. And then we're into the weekend's football. So it'll all be good. But genuinely um keep saying it in your prayers make sure that um you go and you subscribe to um man on football show because as the lads have explained there it's going to be football from all over the world looking back at stuff looking forward at stuff and i'm picking i'm just educating ourselves as opposed more than anything else as we go through um anything else before we go shawnee no all good 
Good stuff. Brilliant work, right. Yeah, and a good show tonight. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, come out still, mates. So that's that's Absolutely. a that's a win in my book. <laughs> yeah. Makes a nice change. Um, Keith, <laughs> anything else before we go? And uh, now, just looking at the team, there isn't it mad how, with the exception of Salah, and we touched on it, you know, apart from Salah, he's got like seventeen or something goal contributions. The next has nine. There's been no real standouts except for Mo Salah this season, and it's just been one of them years. It's been, yeah, it's been sort of systems and teams doing well, but apart from Mo, there's been sort of nothing sexy happening. So long may it last. Okay. Mo, Mo's the king. Let you him get there. You just want Salah to be the sexy one. Also, yes. nobody else. Good he stuff. wouldn't. Good stuff. Kev, anything else before we go? Yeah, it's a quick shout out for Chris Brack. Uh, he had a long day today. Went and Did? seen the LSC women uh, win two 0 away at Durham. Yeah, uh, massive game for the for the Lady Reds. Mm-hmm. And by the looks of the pictures I've seen, Chris had a great time up there. So good um, stuff. Went top of the league. <laughs> I'm sure he's got. To, I'm sure he's got to be putting some stuff out later in the week. And yeah, we were hoping uh, he top of the pops. Fair play to them. Yeah, they're flying um, now. They just need to keep yeah. it going. And um, but the thing is, only top goes up. So yeah, that's it. Second is the yeah, woman's doing great for them, isn't she? The Irish girl, yeah, Leanne Kieran, and came yeah. in and she's banging in goals. Yeah. You love yes. to see it, right? Um, I think that's it. That has been the fat back for. As I said, somebody asked now. Build up to the Arsenal game this week. We'll have a big chat around the Tommy, um, me and Keith, or me and Kev on Friday. Night. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a big chat, and I'm sure Carnage will be a, a preview of Arsenal as well. So there'll be plenty of Arsenal stuff coming um, towards the end of the week. That is it. Talking a bit over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.